uncovering the ultimate authority, what you didn't know about Jesus. This is the story of Christ, a man whose teachings and actions continue to inspire millions around the globe. On this channel, we discuss scripture as it applies to everyday life, so please don't forget to subscribe. Let's talk about Bethlehem and the birth. Our story begins in the humble town of Bethlehem, where Jesus was born to Mary and Joseph, guided by a bright star. Wise men from the east followed its light, arrived to pay homage to the newborn king. In Matthew 2, we see in verses 1 and 2, Jesus was born in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, asking, where is this newborn king of the Jews? We saw his stars at Rose, and we've come to worship him. So from the moment of his birth, it was clear that Jesus, he was no ordinary child. His life was destined to touch the hearts of many as we will see in Matthew 1, 18 to 23, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother, who was Mary, pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. So because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her. He was going to do this quietly, but after he'd considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. You are to give him the name of Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive, give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Christ was a miraculous birth conceived to be the ruler of this earth. But the birth of Jesus was a profound symbol of God's boundless love for humanity. So through this humble child, hope was bestowed upon the world, offering the world salvation to all who would believe. Miracles performed. Now, as Jesus grew older, he displayed wisdom beyond his years, often found engaging with scholars, teachers of the law. His understanding and insights really did leave them astonished. Throughout his life, he performed countless miracles, healing the sick, feeding the hungry, even raising people from the dead. The blind regained their sight, lame would walk, lepers were cleansed. There was no limit to the miracles he could and would perform. He opened the eyes of two blind men. In Matthew 9, 27 to 31, we see as Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the men came to him and asked them, do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, let it be done to you. Their sight was restored. He warned them sternly, see that no one knows about this. But they went out and they spread the news about him all over that region. Teachings and disciples. Jesus' teachings captivated the masses, emphasizing love, compassion, and forgiveness. Multitudes of people, they would gather to listen to his words of hope, and words of salvation. In the Sermon on the Mount, starting in Matthew 5, we are given teachings on things like how to live, the Ten Commandments, the Beatitudes, prayer, and fasting, to name a few. 
The narrow and wide gates is one example of this. Verse 13, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, broad is the road that leads to destruction. Many will enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow that leads to life. Only a few find it. So he gathered a group of disciples, also known as apostles. They followed him and they learned from him. Twelve main disciples, including Peter, James, and John, all played significant roles in his ministry. The New Testament, it says that he personally handpicked 12 men to be his inner core, 12 disciples of the 12 apostles. Some of them have become famous, while others of them are little known. In Matthew 4, 18 to 22, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake. They were fishermen. Come, follow me, he said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat and their father Zebedee preparing their nets. Jesus called them and immediately they left the boat and their father to take up and follow him. Now let's talk about the Last Supper. What happened at the Last Supper? The pinnacle of Jesus' life was this Last Supper. He shared a meal with his disciples. Before his ultimate sacrifice, he broke bread, which symbolized his body and shared wine, symbolized his blood, shed for the forgiveness of our sins. In Matthew 26, verses 24, when evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve. While they were eating, he said, truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. They were very sad. They began to say to him, one after the other, Surely you don't mean me, Lord. He replied, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go, just as it is written about him. But woe to the man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. So Jesus says, This is my body broken for you. This is my blood shed for the forgiveness of sins. The Last Supper is an important event because it immediately precedes the betrayal and subsequent arrest. It is also of significance because of Christ's identification of the bread and wine as symbolic of the body and blood. They have been eaten and drunk in memory of him and his sacrifice to this day. The crucifixion of Christ, betrayed by one of his own, he was unjustly crucified, bearing the weight of humanity's sins upon his shoulders. He endured unimaginable suffering, pain, yet his heart was filled with love and forgiveness. Even in this darkest hour, he forgave those who persecuted him, offering salvation to all who believe. With his dying breath, he cried out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Christ was tried. He was crucified under the order of Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor of Judea, crucified on a hill called Golgotha, also known as Calvary, outside the walls of Jerusalem. Jesus willingly sacrificed himself on the cross to atone for the sins of all humanity. In Luke 23, verses 44 to 49, it was about the sixth hour. There was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light failed and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said that, he breathed his last. Now when the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God, saying, Certainly this man was innocent. And all the crowds that had assembled for the spectacle, while they saw what had taken place, returned home, beating their breasts. And all his acquaintances and the women who had followed him from Galilee stood at a distance to watch these things.
The empty tomb and the ascension to heaven is what took place next. Three days after his death, a miracle occurred. He rose from the dead, conquering death and offering life to those who followed him. The empty tomb stood as a testament to his victory over that sin and death. Jesus appeared to his disciples, comforting them, strengthening their faith. He taught them further, commissioned them to spread his message of love, salvation to all the nations which we have today. In Matthew 28, 16 to 20, we see the disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him there, they worshiped him, but some had doubted. Then he came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So 40 days later, he ascended to heaven, promising to return and bring everlasting peace. His disciples watched in awe as he disappeared into the clouds, filled with hope and anticipation for his second coming. So in conclusion, to sum up the story of Jesus, let us embrace his message and strive to follow in his footsteps, spreading love, kindness, and forgiveness wherever we go.